How y'all doing? I'm Paul Ryan, your host of the Across the Cowboys podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. And to our regular listeners, welcome back. With me, as always, is my co-host, the greatest co-host in the world, Mike the Pig Crumb. Mike, how are you? Doing good, man. I, I, I made it. So we're in a new scenery. We have a lot more noise coming from dogs everywhere, and but I was able to get on. So that's good. We'll talk some Panthers. Hey, man, just, just, uh, just the fact that you made it, you know, coming back from the movie, we appreciate you being here, Mike. No sweat. Go see uh, the new Hunger Games movie, Ballad of Songs and Snakes. Pretty good, especially if you read the book. And I went with someone who didn't read the book, and they enjoyed it. So, Were there some good trailers? Oh, yeah. What were the trailers? Man. I don't remember. The movie is two and a half hours, so it's, you know, and, and I'm trying to like, okay, I remember this from the book. I remember that, you know, what did they change adjustments? And so I can't remember the trailers. Sorry. No worries. Well, Mike, before we get into our discussion tonight, let the people know they can find you on Twitter. At CD Piglet, guys. Nice and easy. I am Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. Uh, joining Mike and I tonight is the best account manager in the game and newest member of the Across the Cowboys family. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Mr. Brendan Fergie Smith. Brendan, how are you? I'm doing great. Are you wearing a Star Wars shirt right now? I am. I, I got this uh, when my wife and I went to the premiere of um, what was the final Star Wars movie? Uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Hold on, let me let me show you the back real quick. It like has the date of all the movies when they came out and stuff. Oh, that's. I'm sure cool. you couldn't see that, but yeah, I thought it was cool. It's pretty simple, but I don't see too many people wearing it, so I'm glad I got it. So you, I got uh, you, uh, you get on us for nerding out, but you never join in on the Star Wars conversation. Is that what's I'm going not. On? I'm I'm not nerd enough to be on y'all's level. Like I, I barely know the names of the movies, let alone like <laughs> to go in depth on the on the characters and stuff. So I'd, I'd prefer to listen. My wife, on the other hand, she'll she she probably knows more than you guys. Oh, impressive! I I, I hear a challenge. <laughs> hey, I, I put my money on my wife. I promise you. All right, all right. That's okay, insane. you know what? I'll give it to her. I'm all right with that. That's that's okay. I'm good with it. If a uh, if like a new Star Wars movie comes out or something, maybe we can do like a, a special episode where you guys can nerd out. My wife can be the host, or somebody can be the host, and she can be a co-host, and y'all can talk about Star Wars or something. She'd she'd enjoy that. We still want you to host. We just want to <laughs> okay. all talk and watch you be tormented. I'll be bored to death. Be bored to tears. We'll send you the show sheet because you won't know what the hell the questions mean or are talking about. But we'll let you tell them and set us up, and then we'll knock it down. You know, one thing I will say about Star Wars, uh, you know, when Mandalorian first came out, I was like, this show, you know, I keep hearing about how great it is and how awesome it is. And I'm like, you know, I kind of want to watch it, but I'm like, you know, I don't know enough about Star Wars where I feel like I should watch that show. And now I'm on season two. My wife and I are watching it together. I'm like, this show is amazing. Even if you've never watched Star Wars, you'd really enjoy this show. It, it's it's the best. It might be the best thing Star Wars has done. It's that level of good. And this is from somebody who's like the original trilogy is Holy Grail. But yeah. it, it is, I will say this, it gets better the more you know about Star Wars because they do throw in a lot of stuff that you're like, this is amazing. 
like little Easter eggs, if you want to call them that, or what? Oh yeah, through even their just their decision on what characters to add and and give you background of. Because when you watch the original trilogy, you're like, I seen thirty seconds of one of those one time in one episode. This and they give you the, they flesh out like way more stuff in the in the in the series. I got you. I got you. Well, we went off a little, a little bit on a tangent there. Sorry about that, Brendan. But where can the people find you on Twitter, sir? First off, I got you to talk about Star Wars. That's a major victory for me. But you can <laughs> yes, find sir. me at Brendan underscore Smith 26. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, let's go ahead and get after it. Uh, here we are. We're at week 11. And, uh, you know, I, I want to say this was supposed to be another Offsides episode tonight, but I couldn't find a Panthers guest. I'm curious. Do either one of you guys know know somebody who is a Panthers fan? I feel like I should, but I don't believe so now. I don't either. I feel Mike, like how about I, you? I feel like I know one, but I, I can't. Uh, for the life of me, I can't remember if my buddy, my old, old friend Darrell liked the Panthers or not. I know it yeah. wouldn't have been his like main team, but there was somebody I know that was like, oh, yeah, I, I go for the Panthers, too, because they're like from that area or something, but. No, not off, not for sure. Like, oh, this guy I know is a Panthers fan. No. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I, I've never really seen like a Panthers community there on Twitter. Of course, you've got your Eagles, you've got your Cowboys and a couple of other ones. But I've never really seen anybody on Twitter like, you know, especially recently with some things we're going to discuss tonight. But like talking about the Panthers, talking about Bryce Young and the positives and just I, I never see anybody really talk about the Panthers. So I kind of had a difficult time finding a Panthers guest. So, uh, you know, instead of it being an Offsides episode tonight, guys, it's going to be Mike, Brendan, and I will be doing another sneak peek episode instead. Uh, here we are week 11, and the Dallas Cowboys are on the road and headed to Carolina to take on the 1-8 Panthers. The Panthers are, are the Panthers are having a bad season, to say the least. And one talking point that has been made that has made the rounds through the media outlets is Bryce Young being taken over C.J. Stroud as being a mistake. Uh, Mike, I'm curious, is, is it fair to compare Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud? I mean, you kind of have to. They're the one and two pick. What are you going to do? You know, um, I was a CJ Stroud guy, but I was just strictly on his height because I had them both graded basically the same. So I was like, well, give me the guy that, that you know, like it or not, the height is a limitation. So I was like, give me the guy that's an A prospect, but also just happens to have the height and, and size and everything. Um, but yeah, I think you, you, you have to, uh, you have to judge them, you know, that it is what it is. Ryan Leaf, Peyton Manning, you know, uh, yeah. uh, what was there? Tim Jamarcus Russell and, and trying to go through, uh, even recently there was, uh, what Wentz and Goff was one in draft and Dax draft. So, uh, yeah, the Trey Lance draft, who is the. No, no, to you guys, I, I have not seen the show sheet. I got here like right no before worries. we started. So I may talk about stuff that we were supposed to talk about later on. I didn't know. And so it's going to make it more interesting, right? But who was the two? Uh, was it Baker and, and Sam Darnold? Was that the um, Trey? No, that was before. Who was in the Trey oh. Lance? Trey Lance went third. Who was the first two picks? You guys remember? Oh, man, that Trey Lance oh. draft. He wasn't the first quarterback taken, wasn't it? Joe, oh, it was Joe third. Burrow. Niners, Niners came up and got him third. But Joe Burrow was, was the first quarterback uh, taken, right? Burrow. Was it, Joe, oh, it was oh, Joe Burrow, yeah. 
And who oh, was two? Yeah. Zach Wilson. It was it. That's it. It was Burrow Zach and Zach Wilson. And then nobody Trav ever compares was... those two. You know what I mean? That's interesting that you bring that up. Well, one was that just trash around the gate, so you kind of can't. I think. Yeah, yeah but I still, you should be hearing those talks. Dominate. Yeah, I guess it's because the number one is dominating. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah. But what do you think, Brennan? I mean, should you be compare? Should people be comparing Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud? Well, until like you, of course, you see like a major drop off of one player where there's non-existent, like Zach Wilson. But no, my kid on the head, you're you're one and two. Like you kind of have to because if C.J. Stroud pops off, wins rookie of the year, he's in the MVP uh, conversation this year. Damn, we we traded up for the first overall pick and we got nothing. But also, the, we'll get into it later with. Carolina's a dumpster fire. So, you know, they have nothing. But, yeah, right now you have to. They're one and two. It's for the rookie year. Both have much to build off of them. So, yeah. Okay, so not seeing the show sheet, so I might be messing something up here, but he said something about, I mean, going into it, I would have thought Carolina was better than, like, Houston had Nico Collins and, like, Noah Brown and, like, Dalton Schultz. It had, like, the Dallas throwaways. I wouldn't have thought like, oh, CJ Stroud's got this team to work with. And this was putting up 300 yards like every game, you know, where at least like Carolina had Tremble and, and um, who's the kid, uh, Hurst. And uh, they had, um, uh, uh, bu- 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 they signed Chark, right? And they had Adam Thielen. Like I thought they at least tried to get some vets around them. So for me, I was like, I really thought that, that, you know, CJ Stroud might struggle here and he ended up killing. Sorry if that's talked about. No, no, you're fine. Yeah, the that was just gonna, it's, you know, it's a good transition there. But uh, do you think they're in similar situations or is one better than the other, Brendan? So you mean like the entire situation, like team wise? Yeah, correct. Yes. Oh, I I love the D'Amico Ryan's hire. I, I feel like we're from North Texas, and I feel like we shouldn't like like anything Houston related. I guess that's mainly the Astros and Rockets. I love what they're doing down there. I'm like, you know what, D'Amico's gonna be it. And then also they bring um, I forgot what offensive coach from the Niners as well, but to be their offensive coordinator, so they have another Shanahan tree. So scheme wise, I think CJ Stroud had a way better, but talent wise, it should have been Carolina. But right, dude, right now Texans are popping off, and it's really fun to watch. Yeah, Mike, I guess you kind of touched on it the answer that you thought that the Panthers would be the better team. You know, they were kind of a quarterback away from making the playoffs last year. What happens? They get a quarterback this year. I know they did trade away DJ Moore. I'm not sure what your thoughts are on him there. But, yeah, was was Frank Reich, you look at him, I mean, I, I thought he might be a difference maker too. And he's – I don't know, what's the make of that situation? What are your just thoughts on the Carolina situation overall? That that's a That is a really good point Brent, Brennan made at beforehand, looking at it beforehand – I'm a huge Frank Wright fan and he's calling yeah. the plays and everything. And you're like, all right, this is going to be great. But he's right. Like D'Amico Ryan's we, if, if Cowboys fans don't know who D'Amico Ryan's is, Oh my Lord, that mm-hmm. guy's helped shut craft defenses to shut us down two straight playoff runs. And then he brings in a Shanahan guy and we've seen uh, Mike McDaniel in Miami Shanahan himself, you know? So yeah, I think, um, We've seen already in our season how scheming matters from pre-bye week to post-bye week. 
the motions and stuff like that. So you could look at it and go, well, you know, Thielen's and 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 Chark are veterans, and they have Hurst, who's a veteran, and their offensive line in Carolina have a lot of veterans. There's, there's only one rookie there, I believe, like Savala maybe. Um, but they have a lot of guys that it looked like, hey, their defense is good. Bring in this young quarterback. They should be able to get it. Even Frank Wright is a play caller, but he's already given up play calling duties before, and now he's taking them back for this game. And I think mm-hmm. Brennan's right a lot of it for C.J. Stroud might have to do with he's been set up coaching-wise in a really, really great situation to make the best of their talent. Noah Brown, like, he never did that with us. He was the blocking guy, the special teams guy, and now he's going 150 in a game, you know? Like, that that's scheming. That's using your talent. Absolutely. So, when you look at Stroud and Young, does C.J. Stroud's play put pressure on Bryce Young? Yeah, it does because of the way – the same way Dak gets pressured just because he's a Dallas Cowboy, you know, so the yeah. shows jump on him, this and that. Well, those two, especially the way C.J. Stroud's playing, the media is going to jump on that. This could be our next star quarterback. Let's build him up. Let's, you know, get try to get some uh, some clicks from him and stuff like that. And on how do you do that? Well, one of the topics is going to be Bryce Young. So automatically, like the difference, was he a bust? Was it a mistake? Could he ever live up to C.J. Stroud? Like all that's going to come into play if, if Bryce Young isn't playing uh, uh, up to snuff. Why do I feel like, what's the baseball player's name? Oh, Bryce Harper. That's it. Okay. Skip that. Sorry. No show sheet. The mind wanders. <laughs> no worries. Do you, do you think that Stroud puts pressure on, on Young, uh, Brendan? Yeah, I, I'd say this every show we do, and I think I'll forever say this. But every like most of me and Mike talk about, we are on the same page. Like we don't talk about it beforehand. Of course, he never saw the show sheet, but we're on the same page. You're gonna talk about Bryce. If CJ, like I said, if CJ Stroud does well, Bryce Young will always be there. Doesn't matter if Bryce Young pops off again; those their debate will still be who's better. Or if Bryce Young falls off the face of the earth. Hopefully, he doesn't. But then you're like, oh well, they're still gonna bring him up even if Bryce Young's been at the league for three years. And if you're talking about the disappointment that that was. So, yeah, you see your counterpart playing really well. They're like, well, that sucks. Yeah. Do, do you think that if they were to switch teams, would would, would uh, things be any different or would, would the results be the same? Would, would, okay. Uh, that's so hard to tell because we were talking about scheme, and I do, like I said, I love what they're doing. So I think, of course, Bryce Young would play better. But, you know, it's kind of hard to tell because – like you were talking about earlier, CJ Stroud's size. Like, dude, he is one big human being, and he's fun. To mo- he's still mobile. He's able to run. So who knows? I, I still think Stroud will be better, but Bryce Young will be playing a lot better in this scheme than with Frank Reich. But who knows? Their scheme might be crazy this week with Frank Reich calling the plays again. I don't know. I don't know what to think about Frank Reich as far as play calling goes because he. When he had it, they weren't doing very well. And then the other guy took over, the offensive quarter took over, and it seemed like the offense was doing better. And they just kind of had a couple of bad weeks again. But it seemed like uh, Young was Uh-oh. making some strides, and now he's taking them back. So I don't know what to make of that. What about you, Mike? Do you, do you think if the if the uh, quarterbacks were flipped, if, if Young was in Houston and Stroud was in Carolina, would would it be the same? Like Stroud, Stroud would be struggling, or do you think maybe uh, Stroud would have more success with this Panthers offense? 
I think Young would be better in Houston. I still think Stroud would be very good, even if you put him in Carolina with all the veterans there. He he looks like he could be special. Like he yeah. just looks like one of those dudes. Not that Young won't be, but like right out the gate, Stroud. I mean, you don't. He's we're talking MVP discussion, legitimately. Not that he's the MVP, but he's in that discussion, legitimate. Not not a BS like trying to throw him in or trying to make up something like anybody that didn't have him in the discussion, I wouldn't take their list serious. He's he's that level of play. And you're doing that as a rookie, gotta credit it for him. That that's that's something special. Absolutely. So for me, it's a little early to talk about uh using the B word for Bryce Young. Of course, I'm referring to the bust. Uh, the word bust, but at, at what point is it fair to have the, is Bryce Young a bust conversation to you, Mike? Not definitely not this early. You, you got to get yeah. in. I think if you haven't shown improvement in the year three season, that's typically people's big jump year. Um, yeah. I know, I know it, it happens a little bit earlier nowadays with the way college transitions, but you know, if it's not by year three, that's when you start to go, okay, we got to worry about, are we picking up the fifth-year option on him? You know, uh, is it going to be worth it for us? So that's kind of when the money starts to come into play. And so that's when, you know, the label come up, the bus label start to come up. What about you, Brendan? At what point do you think it's fair to start having that conversation? Oh, no, I completely agree with Mike. It's year three. Of course, you can speculate maybe if they don't put any weapons around Bryce, we'll get through that because, you know, this is like, you know, team malpractice. But, no, it's completely year three. Michael is at it right on the nose. I have nothing much else to add to that. You know, earlier Mike was talking about the, the weapons that Carolina brought in to help Bryce Young, of course, talking about the veterans and Adam Thielen and uh, Hayden Hurst and DJ Chark, and then they went, went out and drafted a Jonathan Mingo with a second-round pick, and they had Terrace Marshall, another second-round pick, who's kind of yet to to develop or do much in the NFL. But do you think that Carolina did enough to help Bryce Young succeed in his rookie year, Brendan? Um, you could say yes, because they did try to get people. They got injury-prone players. Yeah. Like – I, I know you want to get the bargain in because, like, oh, we don't know what we're going to have. You don't have your first overall pick. Like, you don't have your first round pick. So, honestly, throw caution to the wind and legit just try to get players that would help your team out and see what you got early. But I guess you can say they have because, you know, they drafted Mingo early and they gave Thielen some money, but I don't think terribly much. Mike, what about you? I know you spoke on the veterans earlier, but is was that enough to help Bryce Young this year or do you need to see more? I think when you when it when it first started, when you first heard like, oh Thielen, that's a good veteran name, security blanket guy. And I think he's been yeah. that. He's but been Chark kind of was supposed to be the playmaker. Um, hasn't been. Um, yeah. I think Miles Sanders was supposed to be the big take your take the uh pressure off running back. He's the third running back now, and you gave him money, so that was a mm -hmm. miss. Um, Hayden Hurts, another security blanket type guy to go with a young Tommy Tremble. They don't run two tight end sets. I don't understand why. I, I they run it. I think some is under ten percent, like somewhere in the seven percent. That makes no sense to me when you have those two tight ends. So, you know, I think they tried, but they didn't do a good job with who they picked. They need they need one more like who DJ Chark. 
they wanted to be, they need one guy like that, a real big time playmaker, you know, to, uh, to, you know, hit some big plays for them. They don't have that. So that's where they missed. They, they tried with DJ chart. He's been a big playmaker before. Maybe injuries have knocked his athleticism down, but he just hasn't hit there enough. And so you have to say they didn't do enough, even though they did try. Yeah, they did. You know, one area that has kind of been better over the years, has some more playmakers than the offenses, is, is the Carolina Panthers defense. You look at uh, Brian Burns and J.C. Horner's going to be coming back from injury. The, does the matchup – what matchup on the Carolina's defense worries you, Brendan? It's their uh, front four. Uh, J.C. Horn and C.J. Henderson will both be out against Dallas. Oh, okay. From what I read, what I read from Nosey. Correct. Um, but it's the front four. Derek Brown still is nothing to sleep on. That is one big boy up the middle. And Brian Burns will be heavily on Terrence Steele. He had a little bit better of a game against the Giants, but Brian Burns is a completely different animal than what the Giants have entirely. But them, that and Derek Brown, I honestly I don't know who the other is. Did Eter Gross Motto still there? <laughs> I have no idea. But um, it, it's the front four. That's been a big test for our, our offense. Mike, what about you? Who on the Carolina defense worries you? Or what matchup, rather? It would be Burns versus Steele, obviously. Um, you know, they, they haven't done a good job with pressure rate, and they blitz a lot, which is weird. But um, that – you know, if he gets going and we don't give him enough help, that one, we've seen it kill us in the Eagles game. You know, yeah, don't get me wrong, Dak went for 374 and three touchdowns, but if you have a guy that can ruin the end of a game, if the game happened to be close, mm-hmm. that, you know, that could be your uh, your undoing. So that's the matchup. If he breaks loose once and Dak throws a pick because he's pressured and there's a strip sack, you know, uh, that could be an issue. Also, for people killing Mozzie um, Smith already, Derek Brown was a top 10 pick. He didn't do anything for two years, and now he's a monster. That position takes time. There's rarely a Jalen Carter that comes out and kills. And if you notice, Jalen Carter even got injured and hasn't been the same guy since he got back from injury. He still started off better than I ever imagined he could, but that's one thing that, that position you wear down. Osa, his rookie year, was a monster for the first like seven games, and then you start to wear your body down. You're you're used to college level snaps and not playing against NFL strength. And this is the type of stuff that happens. So, you know, be prepared to for Mozzie to make a jump. You know, year two, year three, but just remember that Derek Browns and the Quentin Williams took a few years, and now they're killers. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. Uh, looking at that defensive line, man, this is a, kind of a not necessarily a, a prove it game, but you're hoping to see maybe Terrence still get a confidence boost after his performance last week. And, you know, maybe health is getting closer to being 100 percent than he's shown, you know, all season. So, you know, we'll see about that matchup. That is an inter- interesting one to watch. Uh, going to the offense, though, is there anything or anyone on the Panthers offense that could give the Cowboys defense problems, Mike? Ah, man. I mean, Bryce Young's legs, uh, scrambling quarterbacks have always, uh, you know, done some damage to us. Uh, We kind of, you know, we start to contain him as the game goes on. But early on, they could allow, you know, 
uh, some runs to the quarterback. I don't see it in the secondary. Uh, Thielen should be – Thielen will get his catches. He's a solid receiver, but he's not going to be killing Gilmore and Bland the whole game. Uh, maybe inside on Lewis or if Lewis uh, – he was on the injury report. Uh, word is he's going to play, but if he was limited, um, that could be an issue. But I, I don't see too much like one-on-one matchup that's going to get us. I think it's going to be more – trick stuff, a little kind of new flair stuff they put in. They had a few extra days to prepare. They have the new play caller back, which is the old play caller, but he hasn't called plays in a little bit. And so um, I think it's going to be more trick scheme stuff than it is like player matchup stuff. What about you, Brendan? What are your thoughts on the, on the Panthers offense and potential problems that could cause the Cowboys defense? No, my kid on it. It's QB contained. I I don't care. I love winning by thirty plus points. It feel it does feel good. It does. But nothing pisses me off more. Like perfect coverage, and you see the quarterback just scamper for 10, 15 yards. Like, why? Why couldn't y'all just have one person there just actually be able to keep you contained for once in your life? Mac Jones even ran a little bit. But yeah, no, it's completely uh, Bryce Young's legs. He's small. They're going to see him. Kyler Murray has killed us. One of this. I know he's a lot more mobile, but. It's got to be his legs. Are y'all worried at all about Adam Thielen versus the Jordan Lewis, that matchup? He doesn't hit a lot of big plays. So maybe a couple third down conversions. Yeah, you know. But I expect uh, Thielen to get six, six, five, six receptions, 50, 60 yards. I, I don't see him going off crazy. I got you. Uh, does this game give you week four Arizona Cardinals vibes at all, Brendan? Every game I feel like we're going to win by a lot makes me feel like that now. I was like, even though like, you can go back to that uh, episode, I was cautious. Like I was saying it wasn't going to make a crazy like big game or anything, but everything scares me now. I'm like, oh, this team's yeah. awful. We're, we should dominate. Wait a minute. I'm not going to wait to stare at my TV, th- want to throw things or something watching this game. But so I'm gonna give everybody their props. They're in the NFL. They're gonna play well. So that's what my standard is for every game now. Mike, how about you? Do, do you get any Arizona Cardinals vibes from this game? I I'll go deeper into this later on. It does feel very trappy to me this game. But uh, unless I'm gonna be at Disneyland, I'm not worried. This ain't gonna be like the Arizona game. We know why I lost the Arizona game. We Dallas. We know why Dallas lost the Arizona game. I decided to take a trip to Universal and Disneyland, and that's why we lost. Blame it on whatever you want. I've been around long enough. I know this is on me, and I'm going to be in town, so I'm not – no, it's not similar. Trap gamey, though. That worries me. Yeah. You know, we've talked a little bit about the talent, and I think it's fair to say that the Cowboys have the advantage there, and even probably the advantage on the coaching staff as well. But just when you when you think about this game and then Cowboys maybe looking past this game and worried about Thanksgiving and just, you know, uh, kind of not taking these types of teams seriously, is this a tough matchup for Dallas, do you think, Mike? This one, it's been getting me too. I, I, I did Tom Downey's confidence level and I put 7 to 10 and everybody's like, what, 7 to 10? They're down their corners, this and that. 
Let me explain my logic on this game. And you have to remember, I've gambled since I was 11 years old. I think very differently about games than most other people. So first thing, Carolina has a couple extra days to prepare. Uh, They played the Thursday night game. Second, Dallas is notoriously bad in 10 o'clock games for me, one o'clock game, uh, what, noon games for you guys. Noon games on the East Coast. For some reason, they they sleepwalk early on. It it just happens a lot. Uh, They just changed play callers. So they're going to have some new wrinkles we're not ready for this game. They're going to have something for us. And the other thing is the owner came out and was like, basically like people are playing for their jobs, you know, so a little extra motivational kick. Does that mean I think Carolina beats us? No, I don't think they're talented enough to beat us. Do I think that in the third quarter we're sitting there going, what is what is going on right now? Yeah, it, it's very trappy. This game is very trappy. And it'll be a game where if we don't protect the ball, we could put ourselves in danger because they'll do enough stuff to keep the game close, I believe. So, you know, we'll get into predictions later, but the game feels real trap game to me, even though talent level, they don't match up with us very well. Arizona didn't either. So, of course, I was, you know, I jinxed that, but it is what it is. Yeah, and as we've already seen this year, you mentioned Arizona. We get we get the worst team's best games every every time, man. You know, every every time a, cow, a team's going up against the Cowboys, they they we get their best. So the Cowboys they, have the biggest target on the back out of anybody in the league. They know the eyes are on this game, so if they can, yeah. if everybody plays up to it because they're like, people are going to watch this. I want to show my best. Right. Yeah, you know, coaches are playing for for their jobs, and players are you know potentially playing for a new contract or to hoping to stay in Carolina. You know, whatever that may be. So yeah, got to worry about those things as well. Um, Brittany, is this the game where Pollard maybe breaks out of his slump? I don't know about Pollard anymore, man. I, he doesn't work with his scheme. He'll have some explosive plays. I bet he'll have at least uh, – I'll, I'll, no, I'll say two 20-yard-plus runs. He'll be right at the middle. We're not going to be like, oh, well, there's some, a lot of commotion, and you're going to see him go up right at the middle. And it's going to happen. I don't think he's going to have a breakout game this year. I more think Rico than anything will have a breakout game. I don't see Pollard doing much. He he's way too cautious. Rico will put his head down. He is the mini barbarian, <laughs> dude, dude. He he runs too much like Marion, dude. It's so much fun, but I think it'll be more Rico because uh, McCarthy's been hinting towards that. Mike, what do you think? Could Pollard break out of a slump this week? He better. I mean, if not this game, what game? Like exactly, I'm with Brendan. Yeah. He may not. But if he does, I mean, this this team's not very good versus the run. Uh, it's on the road. You sh- you know, it's going to be louder. You should lean on the run game a little bit more than you have. Uh, other teams have all been able to run on Carolina. Uh, so, man, if, if Pollard, like Brennan said, doesn't hit a couple big runs and have a big game and is like in the 4.5 to 5 yards per carry realm, then I would really begin to worry for this year because I'm I'm going through Washington's a monster to run on. Uh, Seattle's tough to run on, I believe, still. They're easier to pass on. 
Um, mm-hmm. Eagles, obviously, juggernaut against the run. Um, and then you have Bills, Dolphins, road games. You know, we'll see how those go. Maybe they get yeah. going, but yeah, he this is the game. Like Cooks got right last game. They played, you know, they were more of a man coverage team. Like the matchup hit right for them to really go at and get Cooks going. This should be the Tony Pollard game. Should be. But we'll see if he can if he can earn it because Dowdle played his ass off last week. So the team's not gonna shy away from him if Pollard's not, you know, doing things early. You know, you look at this week, and you mentioned how the Carolina, the, the Panthers, they can be ran on. If maybe Pollard doesn't have necessarily a breakout game, but maybe we see a glimpse of him getting better, maybe returning closer to 100%, similar to Terrence Steele, could we maybe see Rico Dowdle, uh, you know, getting more snaps and Pollard going back to that complimentary role? And, you know, could this be the week that not just Pollard gets going, but we get this running, get, running game going, Mike? Do you – do you believe the Joneses will allow that? Because everybody knew Pollard was the better runner last year as far as like yeah. average and efficiency wise. And Zeke was the short, you know, yardage runner. And um, and they gave Zeke top 10 carries in the league and they kept Pollard under 200 carries. And it had to right. do with money, you know, so... Will there will there be will will they say hey we're paying this guy eleven million give him the ball you know Rico Dowell doesn't make any money so I I don't know you know I'd have to see it to believe it to be honest I I think what McCarthy could do is still let Pollard start but then we see at halftime Dowell starts taking the first and second down snaps and then Pollard's getting more of the passing game work and he kind of uses the rotation that way I could see that going but. It would be nice to see this running game get going to be a to better help the offense not be so reliant on Dak because, man, we've got a tough schedule coming up and we don't want to be, you know, one dimensional. I'm not saying that our offense hasn't been good, but having that running game would be would be a bonus. It's the last piece. The field goal kicker is good. The punter's good. Yeah. The special teams yeah. play is good. The pass game's good. The defense has stopped the run. We all know they create turnovers. Like the one hole right now outside of playing San Francisco is that run game. Exactly. Exactly. A CD lamb, man, four games of 10 catches, 150 yards. Could he extend it to five games this week, Brendan, or will it end? Uh, it all depends on if, if it's a community, if Cowboys are going to play ugly, like they always do. It's yeah. It, was, it would be his fourth. It would um, be his fourth. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The main problem it, last is week was his fourth. Mm, it was his third. Um, the main problem is what Dallas team do we get? Dallas loves to play down in competition. The Cowboys yeah. can have 12 pro bowlers, and it doesn't matter what team they're facing against. They're going to play down. But if they do what they have been doing against bad teams over the past month or so. It should be Donald's. I He could. is very both corners out. But I feel – I don't know. I'm not terribly confident on what team – I think we're going to win. I know we're going to win. But then how, how they're going to show up, I feel like it might get a little ugly. They're going to try to be too reliant. Mike, what do you think? Will CD extend the streak or will it come to an end? No, and I, I honestly, I don't know if CD even gets to 100. I think it's going to be mm. running, more balanced, you know, tight ends maybe. Uh, I would say CD somewhere in the 80-yard range. 
I, I want to ask a question off the show sheet here, but Mike, do you think CD kind of going on this run and him having a big year, could that work to the front office's advantage as far as contract wise, where CD feels like, okay, this is kind of, I'm the man in this offense. I'm the number one. And he could, you know, potentially give us a bit of a discount knowing that he can make more money, you know, when his career is over off the field type of situation. I think he's going to get somewhere around the 25 to 27 million per year. And that's, you know, yeah. that's basically wide receiver tier one territory. Um, sure, and I yeah. think where it'll help him is there's not going to be a question anymore. Jerry's not going to come in thinking like, Oh, this is the Izzy. Is he really? Could he do that? No, he should, he did something no other wide receivers ever done in a three game span. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think um, where it helps is is they know they know he's tier one now. He's he's up. He'll chase AJ uh, Jefferson Cup when healthy. That group of tier one, he's up there. Wherever you want to rank him, I don't care. But he's in that tier one, and you got to pay him like a tier one. Okay, Brendan, what about you? Do you think that this could be sort of an advantage for the front office and maybe a potential discount with CD having a big I, year? It might be like a discount, maybe like one or two, like one or two mil, kind of like what Amari Cooper did, because Amari could have gone to the Commanders whenever he was a free agent, and he didn't because he wanted to stay. But yeah. I don't, I, I see the Joneses unless they did what they did with Diggs because they did everything quiet, and then Diggs got paid top five or top three money it all depends on how they do their word their contract it's like oh hey we think you're worth 22 million cd lamb laughs you out of the room and you're gonna get a whole debate going on and you're gonna see him holding out or holding in during training camp but it, i maybe a mill or two off that's the best you'll get let's all cross our fingers that this is not a randy gregory contract in the in the waiting, man. No, Lamb. Lamb wants to be there. They want to pay him. They value that position, and they know he's the main guy at that position. Where Gregory had Parsons and Lawrence there, you know, he was like the yeah. extra. They right. know it's the question will be: Will they let it go to the fifth year option, or will they do it this off season? I would bet they do it this off season. I'd be trying to pay him before Justin Jefferson gets paid. I'll tell you that right now. That's just going to raise the floor. Right. So is this another statement-making game similar to what happened last week versus the Giants, Brendan? Statement, no, because this is another bad team. But it could be statement for as players. Far, like how they win. Sorry. Uh, no. If they play ugly, it's a statement for a bad for a bad reason. But no, if they dominate like they have been, they've shown that they can dominate bad teams. So it's not really a statement anymore. If they had a couple like rocky games where like, oh, we barely beat the Giants, the Rams game was hell, then yeah, but not really. It's, it doesn't feel like one to me. Mike, what do you think? You know, if if Dallas were to blow uh, blow out the Carolina Panthers, would, would this be another statement kind of making game, putting the league on notice? No, they they whoop. How many blowouts do they have already? I don't even expect it to be a blowout, to be honest. I think it's going to be a very Eagles game. Eagles have had a lot of games where they, you know, it's decently close, whatever. They get up by a couple scores going in the fourth and, you know, you know, hold on to win. Yeah. Uh, but if 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 Dallas won, say, 
38 to 10, I don't think it would be a statement. It would just be like, all right, they whooped on, they did their job again, you know, which is, which is a good thing. Nothing wrong with that. But I don't think anybody would come out of it going, okay, here we go. You know, here we go. <laughs> you think this is going to be another Texans Cowboys game, don't you? Similar to last year. I was, again, I was at Disneyland for that game. That was the curse breaker. That was the one we finally won. I don't know if it'll be that close, but I think okay. a lot of people expect it to be 35-10, like three, four scores. I don't expect it to be like that. Okay. Should Dallas make an example of the Panthers like they did versus the Giants or take it easy, take it easy considering it's a short week, Mike? I'll spank them. That's the way you take it. You you kill them early, and then you can take you know take your foot off and sit back another fourth quarter. Weirdest yeah. thing ever is the is the fan. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna point out what team they almost always all are, but the uh, the stat padding. I'm like guys, he doesn't play in the fourth quarter. What stats is he padding? The guy kills them and then sits the fourth quarter. Oh, look at him stat pad. I'm all in the third quarter. You're stat padding. Sorry, they don't <laughs> yeah. take them out in the third quarter where, you know, weird shit could happen, you know, where Cooper Rush throws a pick and, you know, you don't want to, you you want to get it to where it's the fourth quarter and they just don't have enough time. You know, you're not going to take the guy out at halftime up three scores. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen, you know. But, yeah, the stat padding thing, that's the new, it was, uh, it was yards allowed by Diggs when that was, what does that mean? You know, what What do you mean yards allowed? The guy's all pro. He's got 11 interceptions. Who cares? And then last year with Dak's interceptions, you know, and now this year is the third quarter stat padding. <laughs> That's the new one. You got to love it. What do you, what do you think, Brendan? Is this, uh, sh- should we try to make an example like we did versus the Giants or, or take it easy with it being a short week? Maybe not try to show too much, kind of have a vanilla game plan. No, I completely agree with Mike. They're an NFL team. They're gonna play their heart out, dominate if you, if you can, dominate. Because like I like I've been saying, I can see this game being taken away from them. I still think we're gonna win by a decent bit, but I dominate if you can. Get deck out early. Get Tyron Smith out immediately as soon as you're done. Let CD Lamb if CD Lamb's close, stat pad in the third quarter because apparently not playing another full quarter of football is not stat padding or anything. But okay, but yeah. Yeah. Imagine All being right, pissed here. off. Wait, I'm sorry. Imagine being pissed off as a, as another fan base that, that, that your rival that your rival team is blowing out people. Wow, look at them step heading. They should be. My bad. I'm sorry. We kicked their ass for two quarters and we didn't have to do much. My bad. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like what? Yeah, it's really. Yeah, stupid. only Dak Prescott can stat pad even when he's not in the game. That's funny to me. Yeah. He's the one. Well, yeah, what are you doing? Well, I'm like, I'm sorry your quarterback had to play in the fourth quarter because you're in a one-score game against a nobody team. I don't I don't know what to tell you yeah. about that. Our guy was sitting. So, I, you know, what he, he didn't play, you know, till four minutes left in the fourth. He was out with 13 minutes left in the fourth. All right, here we are with Mike's favorite question of the, uh, of the show sheet. Brendan, if you were starting a franchise – who of the two would you pick to be your quarterback, Bryce Young or Dak Prescott? That's not fair to Bryce Young. I saw that, and I'm like, that's not fair. 
Dak's been a multi-time Pro Bowler. He's led his team even when his team has let him down. He's had some off games, like, of course, in the playoffs against the Niners and stuff. But it's Dak Prescott. Are you kidding me? Also, the vet experience alone. It's nothing like, you know, we see Josh Allen's cane and arm as a rookie. And like, oh, we can build something off of that. Bryce Young doesn't have anything crazy. He's a great kid. Great. He looks like he has good talent. But, like, it's Dak all the way. I almost thought about adding C.J. Stroud to this. I mean, it should have been either Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, or Dak Prescott. I feel like you guys might have taken C.J. Stroud, or at least maybe Mike. I would. No, that would have been tough. That would have been really tough. I, I might, I might take Bryce Young, and it just has to do with age and money. Like, if I'm yeah. starting a franchise, I get five years of cheap, young, talented quarterback. I could try to build a team around him. You know, um, Dak. With Dak, I, I'm. I have the Joneses, you know what I mean? Now, if I'm starting a franchise of my own, not Dallas, and I could build around the player, then the easy decision is Dak. That's no doubt. I mean, we don't know what Bryce Young is. He hasn't shown enough yet. But I I don't like just to be, you know, the opposite side. Bryce Young was a number one overall pick. We all know he's talented. He's got what you need in the league right now. He has the mix of mobility and arm. Um, he doesn't see it fast enough yet, but you learn that as you go. And he's cheap, and I could spend a lot of money around him to build up a great defense and a great set of weapons or a great offensive line. And so, sure, I'll, I'll make the argument that I could take Bryce Young. I wouldn't, but I can make that argument. Like if somebody was on here and was like, nah, Dak hasn't showed me enough to show, like, I shouldn't start over with a number one overall pick. I'm going to start over and see what I can get out of him. I'll be like, that makes sense. I, I understand that. Yeah. All right, Mike, who will win this game? Dallas will win. Closer than what people think, but Dallas will win. Brendan? I, like I said, every time, I will never stray away from Dallas, even no matter if we're playing the Chiefs or anything. It's Dallas. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Dallas, Dallas by, you know, a little bit, a few more points than what Mike think, what Mike predicts. Uh, my, Brendan, who will score? The, who will score the first touchdown? Oh, I wonder where I'm going with this. It is Fergie, and it's going to be another fun one, and it's going to be great. Mike, I'll go Pollard. I'll say TB yeah. TP breaks a run. That's what I have. Tony Tony Pollard as well. Hopefully, breaking out of his slump and maybe getting some some much needed confidence back. Uh, who will score the most fantasy points, Mike? I mean, it, uh, it's mm, that's probably going to be Dak. Yeah, I mean, it's chalk, but it's probably going to yeah. be Dak. Brendan, I could. Well, it depends on, of course, it depends on what league. If CD Lamb pops off and has like a couple of big gains, it could be CD Lamb. But no, it's Dak. He's been on a tear. He's facing a bad defense. I could see him go over thirty plus points. Yeah, I actually have C.D. Lamb. Uh, I think he'll ex- he'll extend his streak of ten catches and 150 yards um, with a game like that. I mean, he scored a lot of fantasy points. I don't know. Who, I, I imagine Dak outscored him last week, but C.D. Lamb was the number one wide receiver in fantasy last week, so that'll be a that'll be fun to watch. Um, what's your score prediction, Mike? I'm gonna say 26-19. A little bit closer mm. than what people think. Stays close early. Cowboys uh, going to win. It's still two, uh, two. Is it two scores? Seven, 
Oh, wait, did I mess that up? 2916? I don't remember. Let's stick with 2619. That works. Man, if Dallas gives up 20, 20 points or close to 20 points against this offense, that'll be uh, – or rather, if our defense gives up close to 20 points or 20 points of this offense, that'll be kind of discouraging in my opinion. I, Brennan, what do you I think a turnover. I think they'll oh, get okay. a turnover in their area, and that'll be one. And then 12 mm-hmm. points after that. You know, not a not that big of a deal. That's fair. Brendan? Uh, I feel this is I feel like this is close to what I said against Arizona. Like I wanted to keep it closer, but I'm saying 28-17. Yeah, I'm a lot more confident than you guys are. I have a 30 to 3, so we'll see. You guys are probably oh, right. <laughs> Damn. Not even, but, you not, know, not even competitive. I want to see our, our defense have a game like they did against, you know, the Giants week one, the Jets week two. You know, I, I think our defense needs to have a game like that. They didn't do it. I know they had a good game against the Giants last last week, but I want to see a dominant performance from our defense. I think that's what we're going to see. I would love that. That would be awesome. Yes, it would. I would, lo- I would love a blowout. It's just I'm scared. This team has hurt me many times before, and I'm not prepared to get hurt again. Hey man, I'm right there with you, Brennan. I, I would love these, a blow. These Cowboys for a long out time. as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Interesting timing and wording there for you, Mike. What? I I love a good blow. Uh, out blow Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Let's, let's go ahead and wrap things up before we uh, this becomes not safe for work. Mike, remind the people they can find you on Twitter. At CD Piglet, guys, letter C, letter D, Piglet. Let's give it up to look at them. There was Charlie was look a little loud with his licking, but look how good they were. You guys did good. Some, some good boys there. Brendan, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at Brendan underscore Smith 26. Guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Look at us under an hour. Ginger.